Now I'm still looking at my vision, for thou art with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are y'all following that? So I'm not, I'm no longer looking at my distraction. I'm no longer studying how do I get over this. I'm no longer looking at it and saying how do I get around this. I'm no longer looking at saying do I deserve more. No, no, no. When I look, when I look at vision, I know I deserve more. When I look at vision, I know I'm greater than this. When I look at vision, you, you hear me? So I don't have to watch the steps I take. The vision tells me lift your foot. All y'all don't hear what I see. As long as I can see. Welcome everybody back to the Backpack Preacher. It's so good to hang out with you all. Um, thanks for hanging out with me. Um, it's been a great week. Um, a lot of good thought has been going on. A lot going on in the world. I think that's what's happening right now. It's just a lot going on in the world, which forces a lot to happen in our minds and in our hearts. And, um, you know, uh, in politics and, and family, you know, we're dealing with a lot with, with school and the pandemic and how to get children back to school and you know, churches trying to regather, uh, small businesses trying to rebuild, some never rebuilding. And I think when I thought about all that's going on in the world, there's one very key element that I can't say isn't being talked about, but I think it needs to be really pressed more. And and actually, even with this podcast, um, I'm thinking about some hosts and things or some guests rather that I need to bring in. Um, to help round out this thought. And the thought that's really getting me is very, it's not new, but the thought is burnout. That's that's just what happens. Burnout happens. And um, it's happened to me. I've burned out, I would say at least, I would say three times that I've burned out. And I know that it was grace that really brought me uh, through those burnouts and, um, just onward in life because I know people who didn't make it back from one burnout, you know, burnouts are, you know, they, they can destroy you forever. Um, and, and I don't think they just have to happen. I think there's some things that can, uh, prevent burnouts. And, and I know for me, one of the major, um, thoughts for my life after retirement from Pat, from senior pastoring, and I thought about where ministry would take me next. One of the things I really thought about was what was I most passionate about? And to be honest, um, even more than uh, world missions, uh, which is I burn for world missions. I burn to change people's situations or not only change personal situations, but be, be able to go into a nation and sit with influencers there and, and change situations. That is my my passion. I, we did it in Guyana. I spent time in Guyana and we, one of the major things, one of the major over, overlording spirits there is uh, murder um, and uh, sexual perversion. And one of the perversions was, um, you know, sex trafficking, the children there is so, so such a problem. And we built a school there um, in a small village called Swan to, um, to, you know, to protect kids. They can get the education, everything they need right there um, on the same field. I was running crusades. So that is big to me. But what's even bigger, I feel like in my purpose is redeeming leaders, uh, the redemption of leaders. I mean, leaders need to be redeemed. Um, it's a hard road. And, and I think especially 
uh, in, in certain cultures, it's hard for leaders to express, um, let me say in all cultures, really. I think certain cultures, are the way they handle people are different. But ultimately, the burden of the leader is, is, is a hard place to stay in, especially when you're not um, supported by uh, many thoughts that will help you process your own. And so uh, I just think it's important that we talk about um, how we lead, um, how do we handle the pressure of leadership? Um, because if you're going to uh, be a backpack preacher or we're going to go into this world or you're going to go into the places that God sent you, um, you're going to have to manage yourself. And this is major. Self-management is is key to life. If, if you can't self-manage, you can be successful, but still be chaotic. I was like that through through many years of of my ministry, successful in ministry, doing great things for the kingdom, but but my life was chaotic. And I know some people listening to the podcast um, would say, "Well, there's no way in the world you could be successful in ministry and have a chaotic life." Yes, you can, because most leaders do, but that doesn't make it right. And that's what I had to figure out was that this testimony of my life is going crazy. And as long as I can do ministry and as long as it's birth from pain, it will help someone. And that's the one of the most twisted things or thoughts or philosophies that you can ever have to, to believe that your greatest days always have to be birthed from some painful place. No, I, I personally believe that your greatest days are born when your heart is the happiest. Heart happiness births great vision. And whether it's church, whether it's ministry, whether it's business, whether it's or your hobby, something you just love to do, to do it from a happy heart is the most gratifying place to do it from. I'll say that it's the most gratifying place to do it from. Can I do it from my from my brokenness? Yes. But then my gift will only reflect my brokenness and not my happiness. So there has to be a place where we 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 come to a conclusion that we need to look at leadership different and how we do it. Um I was reading a great book, a great book. In fact, on my master's class, what, what prompted this thought or this uh, podcast was just the pain of everything that's going on and how to manage myself in it or how we should manage ourselves um, in this thing. Um, and it took me back to a, a, program, a, a paper I wrote in my master's program. I read a book um, by a woman named Jane Overstreet. Um, the book was called The Unleader. And um, I wrote this page, our, our paper, uh, our assignment rather was to um, basically summarize this paper um, based on your own thoughts. And so when I looked at the paper, I looked at the paper again today. Um, I don't remember when I wrote this. Uh, I guess a date should be on my paper, but it's not. So um, one question that I took from the book or the sentence I wrote was, um, that there were two major questions I believe this book um, will move, it moves any leader to think about. What kind of leader will I choose to be? And that, that's, that's, and I, I think this podcast is probably going to have to be either two or three parted because that's a major question. Once I realize I'm called to lead, whether it's my family, no matter what it is, once I realize I'm called to lead, the question has to become, and no one can answer it but you, for you, is what kind of leader will I choose to be? 
what kind of leader will I choose to be? Because just because you have an opportunity to lead, to lead, you still have to decide what kind of leader, not how I'm going to lead this thing. What kind of leader am I going to be? That's the question that gets ignored by most leaders. We ask, how am I going to lead this business? How am I going to lead this organization? How am I going to lead this project? How am I going to lead this effort? Right. We focus more on how the effort will be led than what kind of leader will I be? Because the effort or the program or the business or the family will only be affected by what kind of leader I choose to be. That way, whatever I lead is being led by a certain culture of leadership that I chose to be. You cannot ignore what kind of leader you're going to be. Because again, the kind of leader you're going to be decides how, uh, or, or in other words, the thing that you're leading will be a picture of the kind of leader you choose to be. For example, when I was pastoring my church, and even when I was leading campus ministries, when I first started doing ministry, I'm a very, um, I hate to use this term because I think it's a bad description, um, but I'll use it just because it's a familiar and, and we'll go back. Um, to kind of break it up, um, is a liberal leader. And what I mean by liberal leader, I mean that I wasn't going to be a leader that takes people by their hand to a place. I chose rather to be a leader that will give people wisdom, causing them to find their place on their own. One, I never wanted credit for, for anything God did in someone's life. Two, I always felt like I should just be a guide more than someone following me. Now, I know someone would say, well, Jesus said, follow him. He did. And he walked. And after three and a half years, he left, which means that his goal was to get them to watch how he walked so they would know how. That was more the way I chose to lead. Um, I don't want to get into what's good and what's bad, because it's not really about good and bad. Are there bad leaders? Yes. Are there bad leadership styles? I, I can't say it's a bad leadership style. I'll tell you what, most of us watched the Michael Jordan um, documentary that I think it was a 10 part series um, about his last, the last dance. Um, and Mike cried on one of these interviews and it blew my mind and it made me cry because it's how I felt about ministry when I was pastoring. Mike cried while he was saying, this is the way I played. And if they didn't want to play this way, they didn't have to. But this is the way I played. And, and I cried because I thought about that when I watched Mike. I thought about how I did ministry. I did ministry a certain way. <laughs> I felt like ministry should be impactful and big and, and bold. And, 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 and it should be... Um, um, brave people doing brave things for the kingdom, you know? And so that's the way I did ministry. And 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 that's the way, I, and I won't apologize for that, you know? It, it was my choice of leadership. You have to choose as a leader what kind of leader you're going to be because that's a big part of burnout. That's a huge part of burnout, not knowing what kind of leader you're going to be. This is, I have so much information for you guys, but I, I'm stuck there. You cannot focus on the project more than you're focused on what kind of leader you're going to be in this project. 
if you don't decide what kind of leader you're going to be before you start the project, then the project will decide what kind of leader you're going to be. And the other people working in the project with you will also decide what kind of leader you're going to be. Which means that if the project gets hard, it can shift what kind of leader you need to be. If everyone's sad, it can shift what kind of leader you're going to be. You have to decide how am who am I? How will I lead this? How will I impact these people? How will I get this thing to the next place it needs to be? You have to decide that. Um, the next question that's big that, that also came um, that impacted me from Jane Overstreet's book was if I were given sudden power, how would I handle it? If I were given sudden power, how will I handle it? Michelle Obama said about power, she said that power exposes who the person really is. Power exposes the person, uh, exposes who the person really is. That's what power does. Whoever you are, you don't just become somebody different when you become powerful. You, you, all of a sudden, you're just free to be who you've always been. That's why this rush to the top for leaders, key to burnout, rush to the top. Wait a minute, stop. Who are you? What kind of leader do you want to be? What will you do? What won't you do? Will, what will you do? What won't you do? What will you do? What won't you do? These things have to be determined as a father, as a mother, as a pastor, as an entrepreneur, as a, a CEO in a major company, in a CEO in a small company. I don't care whether you uh, are doing 10000 a year or $10 million a year You, to, in order to be successful inwardly. I'm not talking about money success. I'm not talking about uh, billboard success. I'm talking about inward success because you can have a billboard, you can have money, you can have your name in lights and still not be a healed leader. And the lights and the applause will never, ever heal you. That's the thought. I had a very, very wealthy uh, man um, tell me one time we were flying together and uh, we were talking about business and this and that. He, he looks me in the eye. He said, Christian, I've been to the top and there's nothing there. <laughs> That's amazing. I've been to the top. There's nothing there. If you were given ultimate power, sudden power, how would you handle it? Some people say, I know what I would do. You only know what you would do if you know who you are. And, and so, so some of us, are, you know, we all get an arrogance, you know, all of us. I know who I am. You know who you are in the confines of who you are right now. That's what you know. That's the only thing you know. All you know is who you are in the confines of where you are now. Right? You have to, that's why it's important to handle with integrity what you have now, move a certain way now. That way, no matter what comes, it just comes into the same system you created. You never want to be in a position where opportunity changes who you are. Where opportunity changes your whole concept of who you are. You don't, you don't want that. Who am I in small places? It determines who I'll be in big places. Uh, that way, I don't change according to the lights. I don't change according to the, 
to the applause. Because if you do, you never answer the most important question. What kind of leader will I choose to be? Very important. What we will do is we will part to this because I don't want to give too much information on this one podcast because I want this is a thought that needs to be massaged through your emotions, um, not just so much your brain, because our brain always has a concept of who we are, what we want to be, what we're going to do. But it has to be massaged through your emotions. How do you feel? How do you determine things? Most times you don't determine things from your brain. You determine things from your feelings, your, 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 how do you feel, you know? And so we need to assess these things. And these kind of thoughts, what kind of leader will I choose to be? If I were given sudden power, how will I handle it? These thoughts have to be massaged through your feeling, through, through, through your, through your feelings, right? Through, through your, through your emotional deciders have to be decided there. Because you don't want to go to a, a mountaintop experience and then realize I never found out who I was before I started this journey. Well, Christian, we were supposed to talk about burnout. We did. Because the reason why we burn out way down the line is because no one teaches us how to handle the beginnings, which matter in how we handle the middle and which ultimately matter in how we handle the end. So guys, we had a lot of fun. Um, next week, um, we'll, we will go into the second part of um, this, this podcast because I really want to expand it. And we'll be looking for some questions and things like that as well. I love answering your questions. So we're going to have a part of the podcast that we're carving out just to answer questions. And guess what, guys? If I don't know the answer, I won't act like I do. If I know someone else who has the answer, I will search for you because there's there's a day now that's here and it's been here. But I think it's being more is much more attention is being paid to the fact that we have to know how we can't lead our lives with just um, with the waves of time. No, I have to decide who I'm going to be. So when the waves come, I am who I am before I start. All right. So I want you guys Meet me next week, you know, um, subscribe to our podcast. It's on Apple Podcasts. It's on Spotify. Well, um, I want you to subscribe to our YouTube channel, the Backpack Preacher YouTube page. Um, we'll be everywhere, guys. Um, and and I want you to be a part. Invite people. Invite other leaders. This, this podcast is not just for, uh, I guess, the ordained people or the people who already do something or... This is for people who have it in their heart that there's much more in them to do to affect the world than what they've been doing. Thanks for hanging out with the Backpack Preacher. See you all next week. Visit our website, www.thenumber7crusade.org. You can see all of our missions material there. You can donate to the work we're doing. We're to the school we're the school we're expanding in Guyana. We're also doing work in Kenya with the orphanage there. Great things on the on the agenda, guys. So visit the website, the number seven crusade.org. Um, if you want to invite us to come speak or um, anything like that, it's all there. You can do everything at a website. Thanks again, guys. Hanging out with me. The podcast preacher, let's go shake the world. No fear, no shame, no compromise. Next week. 
Hey guys, thank you so much for investing your time in the Backpack Preacher Podcast. You can subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify Podcasts. You can also watch the re-air of our podcast on our YouTube station. One more thing, visit our website, www.thenumber7crusade.org. Again, www.thenumber7crusade.org. For our products, booking, or to support any of our world missions projects, visit our site today. Thank you so much for visiting with us. We'll see you all soon.